Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. We're going to start with our foundation scripture in Romans 12, 2, if you turn there, uh, please. And then you probably have it already memorized, which is great, which is great, you know, which we, we want you to. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And that's what the title of the series is, Be Transformed. But he tells us how, by the renewing of your mind. If we don't renew our minds, we know that we're not going to do much of anything to glorify God because our mind is not um, his mind. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And it's going to get there if we do what he says to do. We'll get to to where he wants us. We'll never have the same. um, We know we're never going to be like uh, Jesus. He knows everything about everybody, everywhere in the universe that's ever lived. Right? Ever will live. He already knows that. So we're to have the mind of Christ. We know that we are going to. Do what he said, basically. We're going to start on that. Now, let's go to uh, something else that's very important to me. First um, Timothy 2. Let's go there. In verse Timothy, First Timothy 2, uh, we'll start in verse 3. This is good. And acceptable, and we notice acceptable means is pleasing to God. Well, pleasing, uh, we said in the other scripture, they had that. It's well pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men. Remember when we read that last week? All men to be saved. Every last person he desires for that to happen, to be saved, and to come into the knowledge of the truth. So if God desires that, then we should desire that. And so the title of the series I gave, but the title of this message today is, Is God's Desire? How's his eye? Is it really? Is God's desire our desire? That's the title of the series. And it says that he desires all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. And uh, Virgil gave a, a statistic uh, that he so that said that I think it's about two percent of Christians share their faith. And if God desires all men to be saved everywhere, am I desiring the same thing? Are we desiring the same thing? And if we are, are we going to overcome? the obstacles 
that the enemy tries to place before us and in our minds why that shouldn't be done. Because his desire would be for all to die and be in fire and brimstone with him and his fallen angels. That's what he, he, he would desire. And see, we shouldn't desire that. So therefore, uh, no matter who they are, there are people who committed some terrible things in their lifetime. And in prison, they gave their life to Jesus Christ and they changed. And then God gave them a ministry to people who were just like they were. And they start saving souls. So his desires are none. Let's look in um, Ezekiel chapter 18. Let's go there. We're going to do two verses, 20, 23 and 32. So Ezekiel 1823. Do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Declares the Lord God. Now, he wants us to come into the knowledge of the truth, doesn't he? He wants us to be saved, and he also wants us to come into the knowledge of the truth. And so it helps us when we're reading the scripture. That's why we need to go from Genesis to Revelation, we just don't need to just to do the New Testament. We just don't need to do, uh, you know, what we said one time, what I said one time, you know, that uh, we don't want to get in this a little, little day, but do you? You know, we want to know what the word says because uh, we would think that God would have pleasure in our carnal mind. We would think that over somebody who's who's really terrible, wicked, just wicked and just uh, won't listen to nobody, just wicked, 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 is that when they die, praise God, he'll be gone, you know. But that's not God's desire. God says that, <laughs> do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked? And it says, declares the Lord God. It's not declares, will it tell nobody? It's the Lord God, rather than that he should Turn from his ways and live. Verse 32. For I have no pleasure, zilch, no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies. My goodness gracious, what a God we serve. What a God we serve. Mm, No pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord God. Therefore, repent and live. So, God, God's desire is that. And I say, God, I want my desire to be that. And if my desire is to glorify you, then Therefore, I need to put away whatever is causing me to be in that 98%, I believe that will be the correct uh, subtraction from two. Uh, Do you want to be, in what percent do you want to be in? The 2% or the 98% who don't share their faith? 
I want to be in that, at that 2%, and I want it to rise because it brings pleasure to God, and it glorifies God because he says in another place uh, we want to turn to that, that he says that um, we were created, come on, for his glory. So what is our mission? To glorify God. You see? So that's what we want to do. So what are some of the things that, that would hinder me from doing that besides Satan and his demons? What would, what would, what would keep me from doing that? Well, one thing is just how God has made me. You know, uh, in other words, um, I have a tendency, and all of us have some tendencies, don't we? I have a tendency to don't feel like it sometimes, you know? Because how many of us go, well, you know, we don't want to go to the grocery store anyway because it costs too much now, you know? It's costing more and more a lot of time. And so I go mad, and then when I get in there, who do I want? I don't want to stop and, and make no conversation with somebody. I'm in a hurry, you know, to get out of there. I don't want to go in there when I'm hungry because then I might buy something that normally I don't buy because I'm hungry. So, because my flesh. So, now I know that's not none of y'all. I'm just, I'm just talking, to the, I'm talking to the people out there that's hearing me, you know. What's keeping you from sharing the good news? You know, I go to the uh, uh, the cancer center in, in, in Chapel Hill, and uh, I meet people all the time. But I'm, I'm thankful that God made me where uh, I like to talk. And so, um, and plus, he's helped me to overcome some of my not wanting to talk um, because I like to be by myself a lot of time. Not by myself with my wife, my family. I like to be. I don't like to go out. It's okay if I don't never come out, but once a week, you know, on Sundays, uh, because I mean, I just I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm okay. And uh, so he helped me though in my profession uh, to like talking to people, uh, the pr- profession I had, and so I make conversation with people. And I made a conversation when I was uh, waiting uh, to get my blood, uh, uh, you know, taken and whatnot so they can, they can uh, do what they do every time I go. And it was a man there, and I said, hey, how you doing? Fine, you know. I said, uh, how long you been coming here? So I'm trying to do what? Make conversation, you see. Okay, so he said, I've been coming for a long time, you know. I said, oh, you are, you know. I said, okay. I said, what do, you, what, 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 what do you do? He said, I'm retired. I said, okay. What did you used to do? He said, I used to be a professor at UNC, here in the UNC. I said, you did? He said, yeah, I used to be a professor. I said, oh, okay. I said, wow, this is cool, man. I said, that's cool. I said, I'm a, I'm a pastor. He said, oh, you are? I said, yeah. I said, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? <laughs> So now I'm, I'm into it, you see. Um, 
And, and so he said, he said, no. I said, why not? And he said, uh, because uh, I don't believe in, in him. Oh, you don't? I said, oh, okay. And, and so this can go, go a lot of, you have to determine and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in how are you going to get involved with somebody else. And see, Lee Griever didn't have a personality like mine, even though he um, uh, taught uh, school and he taught in college and whatnot uh, at CVCC. And so, but he likes to, you know, give tracks and stuff like that, you know. And, and it, it was a great thing for him to be in a place where, uh, Canaveral Port Ministers, where they bring people to him, you know, to the, to the center to use the computer and stuff like that. So he was able to do things like that, and and because I've talked to him many times, and, and he's not one that likes to venture out to the, to just talking to anybody. And so uh, we have other people that's like that too. They 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 they, they will not strike up a conversation with a stranger, you know. And I, I don't blame women for not wanting to do it with men, but you can do it with um with other women. And so um, I said, God, I got to somehow the series that I'm teaching here our own be transformed in the area of evangelism and, and stepping out, sharing our faith. Somehow you're going to have to do something, God. And you can do it any way you want to do it, but they have heard messages on it. I remember we brought uh, an evangelist here, uh, Sam did it, and, and that was, uh, I don't know, about three years ago we brought somebody. Uh, I don't know where I remember his name was. It was a funny name. Yeah, Don Sunshine. There you go, Sunshine. Uh, see, Mr. Sunshine, he was trying to help us to get encouraged to go out, you see, Go out and, and talk about the word of God. And see, and it didn't move me, unfortunately. You, you see what I'm saying? And it might not have moved you, but it might have moved everybody except me. I don't know. Uh, but one thing about it is that if only 2% of, of, of Christians share their faith, evangelists not moving not, not many people that are Christians. So I said, God, help, help us, help me to... To uh, when I'm bringing forth this word, uh, God, you're gonna have to empower this word. You're gonna have to anoint this word. You're gonna have to, uh, uh, by your divine, just, you know, whatever, you're gonna have to do something in our hearts that's gonna change this thing. I want to change. I don't know about you. I want to change. You see? And it's good to have. Um, sometimes somebody say, well, man, I want, I want to, uh, have some, uh, if I live, if I live, uh, like Stu says, if I live, live off campus, we get together, I want to get together with, in, in, in room with other Christians. Well, does God want you to do that? Because he might want you to be around unchristians, non-Christians, because it gives you an opportunity. That's him there, isn't it? Jesus is there. Why? You said, well, Jesus is not there. He's a, 
He's seated in heavenly places. Jesus, he says that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Our life is here with Christ in God. If our life is here with Christ, that means that he's in us too. We, we have God in us. And wouldn't it be so great to be in a place where they can't get out unsaved and they're in, the, in there with Christ? They're in there with the Holy Spirit. They can't get out, you know. It's a man, you know. That's a great thing because Jesus is right there. And the Holy Spirit will lead you what to say, when to say it, how to say it, if he, if he wants you to say anything. He might not want you to say anything. You know, he might want you to just do things. Be who you are. You see? Because I was in, in, in teaching school, I couldn't, I couldn't talk about Jesus until the fellows would get in my car. And then it was, it was too late. They can't go nowhere, you see? Uh, so they, 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 uh, they want to ride. They know, they know the consequences, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm telling you that somehow we're going to have to change. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25. Now, these scriptures that I'm giving now is very important. And we have um, four and five, really, uh, the f- I've already given, and I give each time our foundation scripture, be not conformed to the world, be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may know what is that good, pleasing, perfect will of God. Okay, we gave that, and you, you have that memorized, but we gave Ezekiel. You can go over that at home. Pray about it. Meditate on it. And say, God, if this is your, if this is your, brings pleasure to you, then God, help me. Help me. Everything has to, everything has to be changed in our mind because we want this thing changed. You see, if you don't want it changed, you're not going to get into the word. If you don't want it changed, you're not going to pray and ask him to change it. Matthew. Then he will also say to those on his left, and you can read all above that, uh, what it's talking about when you get home, you know. Uh, So it says, depart from me. These are the ones on his left, okay, the goats, okay. Uh, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, I just took that scripture out, and you can read the context was, was in. I just want you to hear, see, that there is such a thing as eternal fire. Fire and brimstone, there is such a thing. And we know that if he says, which has been, that means it's past tense, prepared for the devil, we know, and his angels, we know where they are going to be in the end. We know where they're going to be. When it's all said and done, in fire and brimstone, they're going to be eternally. And so if, if it were... Prepared for the devil and his angels, he didn't include 
human beings, did he? He didn't include that, see? So it tells me that if his pleasure and his desire is for all to be saved and come into the knowledge is true, then are we going to help as Christians? Are we going to help? Let's look at 1 John chapter 3. Let's go there. 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 through 9. It says, verse 7, little children, make sure no one deceives you. There are some people out there trying to deceive, too. And, and, and uh, that, that, that deceiving is, you don't want anybody to keep deceiving you. Keep deceiving you. Keep deceiving you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. Okay? Verse 8. The one who practices sin is of the devil. And it says practices now. Practices. Either you practice righteousness or you practice sin. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose. To destroy the works of the devil. So, okay. I want to practice righteousness. I don't want to practice sin. But I know that before I got saved, no hope, no hope of me practicing righteousness, even though I wanted to, but my idea of what was right was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. It says in verse 9, no one who is born of God practices sin. Hmm. Now that, 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 should, that should give us a whoopee, praise God, praise God. Because it says no one. That includes us, doesn't it? So is that good news? That's good news. No one, no one who is born of God practices sin. They don't keep practicing sin. They don't keep practicing sin because they are born of God. Well, I mean, what, 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 because, praise God, he's telling them, his seed abides in him. Who's seed? Who's in you that's going to keep you, you know, doing righteousness and practicing righteousness? Who's seed is in there? The seed of God. I mean, if we were born again, we were born of God, weren't we? Yeah. When we, when, when we got born, when we, uh, we were born, everybody who was born, they were born from the first Adam, right? And so everybody falls into a situation, whatever Adam fell into. And so praise God, you see, we'll talk about that 
uh, another time. And, and, and I'll tell you, this is so good here because he says, I can't. I can't practice. So that relieves me because uh, God, God wants to keep our mind free and at peace because the enemy is going to tell you, uh, uh, you don't practice no, you practice, you practice unrighteousness, you practice sin. You know, you keep doing the same thing over and over again. You, you try to stop, but you can't stop, you know. You know, you, you do this, and then you raise your voice, and then you won't, you know, uh, uh, witness somebody. You won't do this. You, you, you just practice sin all the time. Has the devil ever told you that? We, we, um, we, uh, I hope, I hope we won't listen to that because the word says that we can't. We cannot practice sin. So from this day on, you say get behind me, Satan, because that's a lie. Because the word of God says I can't practice sin. Because his seed abides in me. And I cannot sin, keep practicing sin, because I'm born of God. And I said, whoo, that's powerful medicine now. That's powerful medicine for the devil. Powerful medicine. Let's go to first. Uh, Second Corinthians. Let's go there. Let's end there. Not end, but we'll we'll end this portion here. Now he says, "Is day communion?" No, it's day is not communion. But we got something good for you. Not as good as this, but we got something good for you. Second Corinthians five seventeen through twenty one. Let's go there. Boy, I tell you, this this is this is good. There is the word good. The word is good. The word is good. You want to, you want to hear it because there's no other way, no other name that's going under heaven that can, anybody can be saved except Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the word. Big W. He's the word. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's telling us again, if anyone's in Christ, what now? Come on, tell us what, what now. He is a new creature. See, he's a, he's a new creature. Your version might say he's a new creation, depending on what, but it's the same thing. The old thing, the old things now, passed away. See, before I was, I, was, I, was, when I had a damn nature, the old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Verse 18, now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus and gave us. Oh, he gave us? He, he reconciled us. That means the, uh, uh, the wrath that he had against us has been dropped because now we are his. We've been purchased who were we purchased by? The blood of Jesus. We were purchased. Was that a, a little teeny weeny price? No. The highest price that ever could be paid for anybody that God shed his blood. My goodness gracious. So you know that's love. My goodness gracious, I tell you. And he has given us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. Verse 19. Namely, now he's going to explain it. Namely, that God was in Christ 
reconciling the world to himself, not counting. Mm, this is really good. This is really, really good. Okay. And, and, and it says that um, half of Christ who reconciles to God, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. So what we might become, the righteousness of God in him. And this was the, um, this was this was the ending of my portion, anyway. And um, I had some testimonies for you. I do have some testimonies for you. I have three testimonies for you, uh, because, see, what happens is that that the enemy doesn't want us to um, think that. Uh, God is in control, but God is in control. He's in control. And we can live through anything that he tries to put on us. Believe me. He, he can, he can live, live through it, you know. And so we're going to have uh, next week, I want you to give a testimony next week, okay, um, because uh, there are people who are, in a congregation who are getting older, you know, and um, and and God wants them to be used, and the enemy doesn't. And I'm gonna tell you, uh, if if Moses can be used, how was Moses when when God says, "Hey, I'm gonna send you," and he didn't want to go. You know, that's right, 80 years old. Eight years old, yeah. So, praise God. Uh, I want to first of all uh, call up James Johnson. Where's James? Come on up here, James. How you doing, bro? Good. This is James Johnson right here. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether y'all knew James, but he, he's been part of the congregation a long time, long time. Okay, James, I asked James uh, to give us a, a, a li- his, his testimony on his salvation, you know, his salvation experience. Because, you see, if, if, if we don't, if we're not going to be used by God, because all of us are not Billy Graham, how he used to be. All of us not going out and preaching to the world. All of us not going to stand on on on, a, on Fifth Street, uh, you know, Twelfth Street, or any other street and proclaim the gospel. We're not going to do it. Okay. So, what are the many ways that He can use us? And so we're going to uh, each time kind of give you some some way that, that people use us. Uh, tell us how you got uh, saved. Well, are you saved? I'm saved. All right. There you go. All right. Yeah, all right. Praise God. Yeah, well, basically, I I got saved real early. Uh, I was raised in the church uh, not too far from here and used to go to church on Easter and every Sunday. Uh, 
went to vacation Bible school as a toddler, and I guess when I got old enough to comprehend uh, the story about heaven and hell and, and Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for salvation, uh, I guess I developed some fear of God. And fear of God is when wisdom begins. And, and I was wise enough to realize at that little age that I didn't want to go to hell. And I wanted to go to heaven. How, how no. old were you then? Seven, six. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was about six, but mm-hmm. my mama said I got a certificate at her house where I got when I got baptized. Okay. <laughs> she go. said it was about seven or eight. So. Okay. Well, anyway, I, that was when I, I guess, confessed with my mouth. I believed in my heart and confessed and, and gave my life to Christ. And, and I guess that's when my hope began in God. And that's basically my story. And I've been trying to walk the walk ever since. So, you know, life throw obstacles at you. But, you know, still try to hold the faith. I think Paul said all. Uh, uh, show you his, show you your faith by your works. So you know, mm-hmm. so I try to have some kind of works, mm-hmm. so people can see my faith. Mm-hmm. Praise yeah. God! Praise God! Give, give James a hand. Give God a hand. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! And don't don't let y'all get you know uh, think James is so quiet. James James can preach now. I mean James, he, you get around James, he can talk. He'll tell you about Jesus. He'll tell you something. James is all right, you know. Okay, James is all right. Thank you, James. I really appreciate you allowing God to use you that way. And that was when he was young. That was when he was young. And so I want you all to realize sometimes if we have a have something that that um, you can be involved in, get involved in it. Get involved in it because you don't know when somebody else gonna get saved just because you were involved helping out in some area. Okay, we got somebody else. Wes, come on up here, Wes. Praise God. Everything's great. Um, I was also very young. Uh, I professed my faith to the faith to the congregation in fifth grade, and um, I was raised in the church. Um, when I was little, we listened to. Bible tapes when we would go to sleep, and um, I knew the gospel, I knew the word, and I was, I was, I wasn't very mature when I, you know, when I became a Christian, um, but as I got older, everything kind of came together, and um, as I went to Bible studies and talked to other Christians, I understood the value of um, being an ambassador for Christ, and that my life was a testament of my free will. And so today, I am blessed to be a dad to Scarlett and to have the opportunity to be a spiritual leader in my household. So always grateful for this church and to be here and to worship Christ with everyone. So, Praise God. Give God a hand. Praise God. Praise God. Donna. Thank you. <laughs> this is Wes's wife. I figured I better have you if I'm going to have him. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> In pairs. 
Uh, my story is very similar to James and Wes. Uh, I got saved, I believe the year is 1993, at Sand Mountain Bible Camp. I do remember that part. And I think I was eight years old. Um, so it was early, but I definitely recall, like I was telling Pastor Taylor yesterday, that the Holy Spirit moved on, on me at that time. And I felt, I mean, I really strongly felt it, you know, and that's something I've never forgotten. It was very powerful. Um, so that was great, and, you know, I, I, was, I got saved at that time. But I did, um, as I got older, I, because, talk, speaking of spiritual maturity, like Wes mentioned, I, you know, I was a child. Uh, but I'd been raised in the church, and, you know, kind of like his family, we always listened to uh, Adventures in Odyssey and things like that. So I had a connection with God, but I took more responsibility myself um, in my 20s is when I really was like, you know, this is a relationship I have to pursue. And uh, there wasn't a whole lot of growth up until that point. And so ever since then, and when I met Wes, uh, I feel like together we met in our early 20s, like our relationship grew. It's, you know, we inspired and influenced one another and went to church together. And so it's it's just improved and progressed ever since. And so that's we, we've been trying to do that and do our daily devotions and be good parents uh, to Scarlett. So. That's my story. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Praise God. Give God a hand. Praise God. Give her a hand. Praise God. Praise God. You see how important it is uh, for uh, you to uh, have your children in church and have your, if, if some of you, of course, many of you have, have children that's not in church, but you have grandchildren it's not in church either, but they could go if grandmama or granddaddy come pick them up, you see. And so if, if, if and usually the parents, are, oh, yeah, take them, take them. I don't want to go my, you know, no, take them, take them on to church, you know. Uh, they'll let you take, take the children to church because it gives them some freedom, you know, for a little couple of hours, you know, whatnot. So uh, if, if you get those grandchildren here, don't you know that, they would have gotten, they, 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 that's what we want. We want them to get saved just like Wes, just like James, just like, you know, uh, Donham. We want them to get saved the same way They from a, from a young age. And like one said, well, you, you know, don't want to wait till you're a teenager because some teenagers, they, they don't pay attention, you know. Uh, so so you, want to, you want to get them, get them, get them when, when here when they're children, when they're young. So please also uh, know that, uh, like I think Donna said, she was at a, at a camp or something, you know, and uh, they might go away, uh, send them away for a week in, 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 in some camp or something. Uh, but also one of them, they got uh, introduced at a vacation Bible school. And we used to have vacation Bible school uh, years ago, and uh, uh, we can still have it. Uh, COVID has prevented a lot of things. Um, when it first started a couple of years ago. Uh, but if we do have a vacation Bible school, do have something, they're going to, whoever the leaders are of, of Kids Church, there's been different people at different times, uh, don't you know that they're going to need help? They're going to need help for somebody to help because, you you know, it's, it's a usually all-day thing, uh, all-evening thing, 
And so they go to different classes and stuff like that, and they have a, a group session where they t- tell them about the Lord and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to need some help. And, and you can say, well, uh, but I'm, I'm too old. You're not, if you can walk, if you can talk, you're not too old to help out uh, when, when we're talking about uh, children. Because children are a great age to uh, win unto Christ. I, I used to say uh, to people, I said, if, they were, if, if this were a Christian school, and I'm talking about Bedford Hills and uh, Paul Monroe and uh, Durrington where I used to teach, uh, we, could, we could teach and about every child, if we had them from first grade on, uh, we could teach every child and, and, and 95 or 99% would get saved because they would listen to anything. And when they're in elementary school, they'll listen to anything the teacher said, and they'll believe it. And, and that's, that's important, you know. That's important that they believe. And that's what Wes and that's what uh, Don, that's what James, they, they, they got saved at a little age. But they're going to need, people need help uh, if, if we have something like that. Uh, so please, also, I know it's a, a pain to get up early to go to your uh, children's house and get your grandchildren. But let me tell you, all three of them got saved when they were little. Do you all have some little kids who are grandchildren? Yes, you do. Well, get them here. You know? uh, but, like, again, that's part of sharing your faith. You see, you don't have to sit down with them yourself all the time. You might be too shy for that. You might be whatever. But just bring them because that's what the job of the children's ministry is. And I thank people who, I really thank people who are working with the children, well, whether it was Genevieve Group at one time, my daughter Brandon at one time, uh, and Dietra uh, at one time, and now we turn it over to uh, Joshua and, and, and uh, Happy. Uh, they, they agreed to do it. Uh, so uh, they need help. They need help. So if we ask somebody to help, then if you can walk and talk, help. You know, help. Because we, you don't know whether you're going to be the one who uh, God will use and, and he'll use all of us, guaranteed. A little here, a little there. Uh, this person said this. Another person said that. And you don't know when uh, God's going to do it, but God is the one who saved. We can't save anybody. God's the one who saved. So uh, let's, let's make it our aim that we are not going to be like the 80 or the 98% that don't share our faith. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna suck it up. And do whatever the Holy Spirit leads and, 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 and do what he says. He might just say, I'll speak to this person uh, in line behind you and just tell them that I love them. You say, who, me? Yes, you. It won't, it, it, they're not going to slap you. you know, just, just a, hey, I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you. He told me to tell you that. And then go on. Turn around and back. If they don't, they might not say anything, but how many of you know that God can take anything he wants to take and turn it for his good? Because he's God. 
He's God. Okay? Praise God. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.